Hasbro brought Christmas early today, and we're going to dive into all of the figures they revealed. Boom! Welcome to Power of Marvel Legends, the YouTube channel where we review every single one of the very articulate, highly posable, incredibly sought-out action figures known as Marvel Legends. Shout out to the Powers of X-Men podcast, Dayspring and Flinkman. What's up, Familia? It's Dayspring here at the Power of X-Men podcast. And it's funny, I just filmed my Dark Web review for issue one by Zeb Wells and Adam Hubert, and that's going to be dropping tonight at midnight. And then I also was prepping for an interview I have with Jay Halderman, who was the X-Men Mutant Academy producer for PS1 back in the day. And I'm so excited for that interview. And I was like, you know what? I just moved down here to Miami. I just did all this content for the podcast. Let me go for a jog. And then boom, look at this. Hasbro is revealing all of this goodness. So the first thing I want to say going into my thoughts here about these figures is that the rectangular leak was correct. I mean, we kind of knew it was correct. We broke it down on the podcast previously a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago at this point. But we kind of knew that rectangular wouldn't report on something that wasn't true or had some viability to it. And Dan Yun from Hasbro also commented, you know, about rectangular, you know, doing that leak. So we, we knew these figures were coming. But man, they're dropping this right now on December 6th, and they look good. So we saw Blob, which we've already kind of seen before, and he is a very, very sought-out bath from the previous time Hasbro did him. So I'm glad he's being released as part of the 60th anniversary of the X-Men. I mean, that package art looks absolutely wonderful. I've said this before, if you saw me on Instagram last night at Target, and I found the no amor marvel legends figure i'm disappointed with this new packaging i hate this new packaging i understand it's environmentally friendly so of course we endorse that and we will we will be in support of it but you know something with the x-men vhs's right that came out this last year they look great they're fun collector's items and it's a way to sort of you know respect the environment and give fans something clever and interesting these with the black drop and just like the posing of the action figure just look so incredibly uninspiring i do like the classic 90s x-men logo and i do love that there's kind of like a what would you call it like a watermark wash or something like that watermark of like the comic look of blob on the packaging and i think the positioning is really nice but I'm just like, meh, I'm not really, I'm not really vibing with it, sadly. It just looks a little dreary. So, you know, I wish they would do something a bit more innovative with the packaging. And, you know, another thing that I, you know, to point out here is how do you know if you're getting a figure that has good quality control or that no one swapped out the figures, right? That is such a huge thing. So this packaging has a lot of hurdles on it. Ugh, it just, it makes me less excited for the product. But we also got to see that they're doing the Australian Outback era Rogue. And she looks absolutely wonderful, in my opinion. I think she looks really, really good. And on the packaging, we see the J. Scott Campbell art, which, you know, isn't from that era. It's more of a modern, you know, retro look back at that era. But it's fine. It's fine. It looks great. You know, I I don't really care for this costume as much, but I'm a huge Rogue fan. I would rather have gotten her in her pink 
jumpsuit. You know, her face is very pronounced. You know, I don't feel we've ever gotten like a really 100% awesome looking rogue figure. You know, the one that we got for the Juggernaut wave a couple years ago, back when the X-Men were back in the Marvel Legends wave. She looked kind of mundane, kind of average. And then they did the retro card back one that was in Target. And I know that grabbed a lot of people's attention. We were so happy when it was hitting. But you know, something with the face sculpt didn't quite land for me. And, you know, in her previous incarnations as well, we got the X-Men Danger Room box set Rogue. And that is notoriously down in history as one of the least loved, beloved uh, Marvel Legends. Let's see, which other ones do we get? We got the Extreme Rogues from Toy Biz. And I love those Extreme Rogues, particularly the one with the short hair and the glasses. That, to me, is going to be absolutely perfect. And we also got the two-pack with Pyro. So, you know, which was based off of that Mike Carey era, you know, Rogue. So, you know, and that was kind of okay. You know, she was originally supposed to be in the Wolverine Legends line in that costume, but she eventually came out as part of that two-pack. And I believe Sharon Carter in the Red Onslaught wave was sort of repurposing of that rogue. And, you know, we still kind of see similarities of that sculpt. Um, me and Minnie Minnie were talking about it when I was staying at his place. There's some differences, but, you know, it was, it was originally intended, you know, to be a repurposing of that rogue for, for, for Sharon Carter. Anyways, so I think she looks fine as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, let's let's see. I, I'm i 100% here for it. You know, we love the Australian X-Men. We just got Longshot and Dazzler. And now we have Rogue here. We're going to need a Psylocke in that classic armor. 100%. We truly want it. We also just got Havoc. So, you know, they're giving us the Australian X-Men there. I guess maybe a shirtless Peter with a, you know, canvas is on the horizon. But I would love a gateway. Give us a fucking gateway, Hasbro. That would be an awesome figure to have and like give him like a huge power effect. And if you had to have him as a build a figure for that, I am boom, 100% down for it. So the next reveals that we also got to see were of course the x-men strike team from uncanny x-men 275 we are so excited for those figures i mean listen here's the thing about like these figures they all look good i mean now we know we're i mean i, I can't remember if they had confirmed it i mean i think they said that they were coming in box sets and like kind of like how they did excalibur and x4 so it's three of them and you have the first box set, which is going to be Storm, which we've seen before, Forge, which we have seen before, and Jubilee. And Jubilee, I have to tell you, looks really, really great. Doesn't look like a big, you know, change from what we've already seen in her previous Marvel Legends incarnations, right? We already got her as part of, was she part of the Caliban Wave? She was part of the Caliban Wave. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But she came out previously, and then we also got her in the X-Men Animated wave you know in the vhs wave and we also got her as part of the strife you know cyclops the jubilee wave is where i'm going at with this with the true exclusive build a figure jubilee so you know we've seen jubilee quite a few times in marvel legends format she looks really fun here looks like they gave her a more updated bubblegum effect here you know it looks a little bit more rich and pink i love it I look. I think it looks great. The one thing about Jubilee, I have to tell you, her glasses. I keep losing them, and I know they they pack multiple ones in there. I'm fine with them being sculpted on, like how they have it 
in the Jubilee true exclusive build a figure wave. I'm okay with it being molded into her hair. I do love what they did later on with just the glasses that are removable, but man, do they get lost. So that's the first pack there. And then the second pack is Gambit, which we have seen. We're all excited for Banshee, which I have said the story countless times. Banshee was, you know, when Ryan Ting was on the podcast, told us that that would be Dwight's last figure he ever did. Obviously, he was being facetious when he said that. And obviously, we know that's not true. I think Banshee looks incredible. We've seen in-hand images already of him with, you know, on the internet, I believe it was Dan Young who posted it. But he looks great. We love him. But the big reveal here was Betsy, and she has her side hair with her sword, her 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 psychic blade, which is usually comes out as blade, but here it is as a sword. I love Psylocke in this costume. I think she looks absolutely wonderful. You know, I kind of zooming in here. I mean, she's really well done. She's really pretty. Kind of reminds me of the Mojo Wave Psylocke we got from Toy Biz back in the day in terms of like how the hair is sort of sculpted and a little bit more, you know, it, like behind her, by, behind her shoulders. So I really like it. You know, obviously I'm traumatized by windswept hair, light up series Psylocke from back in the day. But I think she looks absolutely wonderful here. I'm excited for these box sets. This to me is the epitome of why we are X fans. You know what I mean? And these are also available for pre-order coming on December 8th at 1 p.m. Yeah, not much to say on those two box sets because we knew they were coming. They've revealed all of the figures except for Jubilee and Psylocke. And now we've seen them and they look great. I actually like the distribution of the characters as well. It looks like Jubilee is going to be coming with a power effect as well as storm and forge will come with guns and i think they those three work together for their box set um you know gambit we've already seen his power effects his staff and we see banshee you know he looks absolutely wonderful psylocke again is coming with her psychic sword as well as an interchangeable hand with the Psylocke Blade or the Psy Blade. <laughs> I'm like the Psylocke Blade. I just think of the spamming so many people during Marvel versus Capcom when you're playing as Psylocke during all that. Friend, I think it was Children of the Atom, actually. So, but whatever, you know, it's a, the X Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel versus Capcom franchise. But I loved playing as Psylocke and spamming with Psylocke's attacks. So give us more, more Psylocke. I'm here for it. I love them. This box set, 100% getting. Jubilee, I have to tell you, zooming in on some of the photos, she looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, her freaking eyebrows with the gum popping and like they have her position where she's like kind of lifting up her glasses. I mean, she is a vibe. I mean, there is no one cooler in the 90s than Jubilee. So we're here for it. So other characters we got to see were Astonishing Cyclops and Astonishing Emma. Two characters that have been previously done by Hasbro and were not very well received. So, you know, Emma, I believe, was one of those characters back when Hasbro took over the license, which after speaking with Sam Hatmaker, we understood that Hasbro took over the license for Marvel Legends because Marvel was planning on selling to Disney and, you know, 
action figures are a big financial risk. So to make yourself more desirable as a company, what do you do? You eliminate that risk. And by giving the license to Hasbro, they are in a win-win situation. They don't assume the risk and they make a profit off of the figures they're licensing out or the characters they're licensing out. So Emma was in that first wave, the Annihilus wave, where she was, you know, um, not well received at all. She looked terrible. She was a repurpose of the Spider Woman, the Toy Biz Spider Woman mold. A lot of people don't know that, but if you hold the figures, it's like a shrunken version of that. And she's based off of Marsha Cross, who was really big on Desperate Housewives at the time. You would know her also from Melrose Place as Crazy Kim. So that Emma was absolutely atrocious. And then we also got an Astonishing Cyclops that was way out of scale for the Brood series. They would do him again for Wolverine Legends, but it would be a much later version of the Astonishing Cyclops. So those two figures did not slap. We have these two new ones right here, just briefly. I don't know how I feel about them, to be honest. I mean, listen, Cyclops is Cyclops, you know, and he has kind of like his smug look and like a little like laser smoke effect coming from his visor. And, you know, he's in a position, it looks like his visor, He's you're able to actually touch his visor with his index fingers, which is something previous figures have not been able to do. So, you know, there isn't really much to say about that, to be honest with you. I mean, a Cyclops figure is a Cyclops figure. The one here that we obviously want to talk about is Emma. And the thing about Emma, and I'm just looking at these photos here that, that just like worries me a little bit, is that it's really, Emma's a really hard character to like nail. You know what I mean? And if you don't get her right, you just don't get her right. So the thing that I don't like here is like her hair on this. And like, listen, I know during the astonishing era X-Men, especially with John Cassidy's art. She has a big old hair that's like blown out, you know, hire the hair, hire to Jesus, you know, Texas mentality. I mean, she's going from Generation X to new X-Men to now astonishing X-Men and she's the co-leader of the X-Men. So I get it. She's fabulous. She's got the cape, you know. So in that regard, I think they nailed that aspect of her, but she doesn't I don't know. Something about it, it, it kind of reminds me of the Madame Hydra figure we got in the Return of Marvel Legends Wave 2, where it's like her hair is like this, and like it's just like parted there, and it looks a little... Mm. Her face is okay, I think. You know, an ongoing debate that we've had is, should she have, you know, white lips or or red lips? I've, you know, I forget where I always land with this Flink. If Flink was here, he would, he would, he would correct me in an instance. But how about this? I may have been a fan of the frosted lips, but I think this figure definitely needs the red lips. And I just think it's like a smooshy like figure. And I don't know. Listen, the eyeshadow is very John Cassidy. The the eyebrows are very, you know, manicured and and sinister looking. The entire figure itself looks great if you just block out like the the rendering of the face. So I'm gonna say it. I don't like this figure as much. It's Emma Frost. I should like it more than I actually do. So oh, I'm sorry to say that I don't. Maybe, you know, the one that Dwight was holding looked better, but I don't know. I just worry we're getting like another Sue Storm situation from like the recent Fantastic Four wave where she just didn't look good. And you know, I know Hasbro goes through these phases where they're updating their technology. So some of the figures that come out are don't always slap or don't always land. 
But mm, she didn't look that good to me, and I feel like they've been nailing it with some figures in the past. Now, that all being said, though, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I was not a fan of the X-Men animated Jean Grey figure. I thought she looked terrible when she was online. I held her in my hand. I was like, you know what? She looks great. This is a great figure. In fact, I the only my only qualm is the colorings they chose for that figure. The actual figure itself was gorgeous. So, you know, we got Scott. We got Emma from the Astonishing Team. We're really happy to see them. We have Corsair, which, you know, is an essential part of the Starjammers and, you know, Summer's family history. I think he looks really good. I'm excited for him. He has a gold gun that I believe Mystique had, the Walmart exclusive Mystique. Actually, maybe not. Maybe it's a little different. I'm like looking at it here. Well, anyways, he comes with a gun and a sword, and he looks great. Listen, I mean, he's got a little ring there. He's got the goatee. The hair looks really, really wonderful. I'm here for this figure. I wonder if this means we're going to be getting, you know, some of the other star jammers here. I mean, we did get Dark Phoenix. We do have Corsair now. There's that Lalandra head that came with the aforementioned Walmart or Walmart, Walgreens exclusive Mystique. So I wonder if we're going to be getting some more Shi'ar. Oh, obviously, Gladiator is out there, but I would love to see Oracle. I love to see Hatsubah. I'd love to see so many of the Shi'ar star jammers. Adam X kind of come into fruition. Oh, yeah. We also got Vulcan, too. You know, big part of the rise and fall of Shi'ar. Yes, I'm sure I'm probably forgetting a character or two here. But anyways, I would really, really love them to do a Dark Phoenix Shi'ar Star Jammers. I wonder if he's a herald for that. If he's not, is he here because he's trying? we're trying to complete, complete here the Summer's family tree? Will we get Adam X, etc.? So the other one that we also got revealed, and these I'm really excited for, are M and Chamber. And I, for me, you're doing M, Chamber, and Emma. We are getting Generation X. You know, and if we want to pull hairs, Quentin Choir Kid Omega, who we'll talk about later, was also revealed, is also technically a volume, you know, two Generation X character, modern era Generation X character. But anyways, focusing on the original X-Men, uh, oh, and Jubilee too. Oh, yeah, and Jubilee, too. Anyways, okay, focusing now. Focusing now, we got M and Chamber. And M, I'm so glad they did her in the traditional Generation X. You know, we've talked about it on the podcast. Will she be modern era Krakoan M with, with swappable, like, penance parts? I'm happy that they have her in her Generation X costume. I feel like they're building out the 90s team. That, that teams, that's what they're doing. You know, X-Force, Excalibur. Like, she looks wonderful. I think she looks great. She looks like she's ready. When I first saw, like, the promo images of her, it looked like she was, like, playing with her hair. But she's doing like this. Her hair is, like, down there. I'm 100% happy with this figure. I cannot wait to get her. The paint apps look amazing. I, I'm happy with this figure. You know, Chamber is... I'm kind of on the fence about Chamber. It's kind of like there was something here that just didn't quite land. I mean, again, this is a character I have to hold in real life to really, to really break it down. But, you know, his power effects look good. But when I'm thinking of his power effects, it looks a little, I don't know, flat. Like, I'm sure that's translucent. And I'm sure we're going to see multiple, like, layers in those colors. But I don't know, like maybe like there's something with the face. 
I don't know. And the in the costume looks a little drab here. I don't know what other costume I would have done for him, to be very honest. I mean, this is perfect. But I don't know. I don't think he's landing quite well. It's sort of like when we got the random figure reveal. I was like, oh, random doesn't look that good. Ah! But listen, I think M and Chamber are heralds for more Generation X characters. I was about to say I want to see Buff, but that Buff is supposed to be Husk in the Generation X TV movie. So no, no, no. We want to see Husk. We want to see Paige Guthrie get her in there. Let's see a Jubilee. They got to give us a new Jubilee, though. They cannot repurpose that head. I mean, she has a quite literally a different haircut. So I would also love to see a Generation X Emma, which I am surprised. Why wouldn't they have given us a Generation X Emma? Because they were kind of done astonishing Emma a couple of times at this point. They did the Annihilus Wave and the Wolverine Legends. And I know that's not the Wolverine Legends is not a perfect, you know, astonishing Emma, but it's right there. They did, you know, the Dark X-Men or excuse me, the Bendis era X-Men with her in the black costume and, you know, an alt head with the bob. By the way, I'm probably going to get that longer hair Emma that came with the Walmart wave and, or excuse me, Walgreens. Why do I keep calling it Walmart? Walgreens wave and put it on this, on this Emma. But she looks okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's just all I'm saying. So why wouldn't you have just given us a Generation X Emma? Maybe a Generation X Emma is in, on the way. But yeah, I mean, give us skin, give us a build a figure Mondo. You know, I, I don't know this, you know, I, I want to see all of those. I, I, I don't know why they just didn't give us a straight up Generation X wave. I'm always curious on like how they do the distribution for these characters and like what is the thought process behind them. All right. So we also have revealed is Kid Omega, Kid Omega and I don't know. I mean, listen, I think Quentin Quire is a fan favorite for a lot of people. So I don't want to take this excitement away from from many folks. But Quentin Quire, you know, I if I would have done him, I would have done him sort of like more of a new X-Men era. Quentin Quire with like the shorts, the jacket. Obviously, he has a pink mohawk here, but then like a graphic shirt like Magneto was right. That is what you think about when you think of Quentin Quire, not his like recent X-Force outfit. I don't know. I like the power effects for him that he's kind of coming with. And like, you know, I'm neither here nor there with the face sculpt and the mold. I mean, he seems like a pretty basic character as long as you get the mohawk. But yeah, I'm not too wild about. I'm not too wild about like the actual figure itself. So let's see where it goes. But Anyways, those were the reveals that came in. Lots of X-Men stuff. Obviously, we're going to be snatching all of these up. I, Where's Rachel? <laughs> Where is Rachel Summers? I don't know if I want Rachel Summers seeing you know, some of these figures here. I'm like, mm, maybe we should have gotten Rachel back during the, you know, a couple years ago when I really feel like Hasbro had a stride there. But, you know... I, I, where is Rachel and can we get her as a deluxe figure with multiple heads? I mean, with the Dark Phoenix, we can get a traditional hound Rachel and you can get those heads and put it on that Dark Phoenix body if you want to as well. So, you know, we've already seen that Dan Hu has done that with a Black Widow head for Rachel. So we're right there for, you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is Maddie based off, excuse me, is Emma based off of Maddie? Like the hair is kind of similar. They nailed Maddie. I saw Maddie IRL. She looked absolutely wonderful. But yeah, man. So like the reels 
love all these characters. So happy to see all these characters. Some of them are a miss for me. And I'm sorry to say that. And I am left kind of wondering, well, where are characters like Rachel that we were sort of promised that we were going to get? We were also told that we were going to get a Walgreens style new mutants, but for the boys. So we would have gone in like Cannonball, Sunspot, Cypher, you know, like stuff like that. I really wanted to see those. I, I'm excited for what's to come. I think Mondo, Skin, Huss, those are characters we want to see. Penance, we would love to see. And I know that character obviously has a lot of evolution. But, you know, let's see where we kind of go with all of this. All right, so that's our reaction to the Hasbro reveals. Guys, as I said at the beginning of this episode, we have a lot coming down the pipeline for Power of X-Men. Remember, we have Book Club on December 8th. And we're reading Longshot for that. And speaking of Longshot, we have the writer of the Longshot series, Anne Nascenti, on the podcast. We also have Jay Halderman, who did the X-Men Mutant Academy video game. And we have an interview with Scott Lobdell that we're, you know, going to be rolling out. And I just need my co-host there that we're going to record an intro for. But lots of exciting stuff. Check out more content and we will catch you all later.